Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me and it's not a full-on rant this week. Um, I'm not treading those particular boards again. It's a, it's a fairly kind of eclectic mix of bits and bobs really, um, including a bit of a, a, an, an admission at the beginning and, uh, and, and, and a few kind of oddities thrown in for good measure. So we'll crack on um, and uh, as ever we'll start with a bit of that twangy guitar. Monday. I read an interesting article yesterday in the Sunday Times, and it it was some, I guess, some cause for optimism. Um, it was kind of alluding to the fact that we are pretty much there or thereabouts with the with the pandemic. So um, what it was uh, it was saying was that um, numbers on this wave wouldn't be anything as bad uh, or like as bad as previous waves. That we'd broken the link between um, uh, sort of infection and hospitalisation. And that this was probably the last real wave. So, so to, to a certain extent, this was this was the end of the pandemic. And by that, it didn't mean that it COVID would disappear. But we're starting to get into the phase where we we live with COVID, which is obviously you know has been talked about quite a lot. We live with COVID, and we and and we work out um, you know a way of coping and, and and dealing with it. And I've spoken in recent weeks about the fact that the elephant in the room was well, just just what what is going to be the acceptable level of mortality that comes with covid pretty much year in year out as a kind of accepted norm because at that point we kind of we kind of move on it becomes like any number of things that um that that you know we accept are a, a, a you know a cause of mortality and and they they started off with the case study um, of a you know of a virus that was um, very similar in nature uh, in terms of symptoms that was attacking elderly people more than uh, younger people that was highly infectious um, and that um, and 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 that you know, described a lot of the, effectively a lot of the examples of of, of what the the you know the COVID nineteen pandemic's been like, and then went on to say that actually the year was eighteen ninety or whatever, and this was this was uh, Russian flu, and Russian flu was very similar in, in a lot of ways, um, and um, petered out over sort of three to four years, took about ten years to fully go through, but that it's still effectively around and, and one in four of the kind of the colds that um you know that we get on a normal winter you can trace one of those back to um to the russian flu and that to a certain extent covid's going the same way that it's it's going to mutate out into something that's more like a that's more like a cold and it will yes it will be around for a long long time but it will it will mutate out and and we will stop talking about it in the way that we currently talk about it and it was an interesting article and um and certainly if you look at the 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 case drop off um this week you could you could argue that maybe this current wave is not going to be as bad now the, the thing with that and, and what we don't yet know is that we've only just opened up and we don't know what that's going to uh, what's going that's going to do to case rate and we also don't really know exactly how many people are are reporting you know positive cases in the in, in in the same sort of in the same sort of way so we don't you know it, it could be it could be that the case numbers are higher and it's just the reporting we're not quite sure but anyway that 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 aside 
And it made me start to wonder about whether, um, you know, I should be, I should be, I should stop looking for things. Well, okay. So I don't need to look for things or I don't need to find an excuse to look for things to, to have a go at this current government about. I'm not, you know, obvious I'm not a fan of the government and I've not been a fan of, of, of what's been going on in politics really since the referendum. That's the point where I was let down, I guess. Um, because, you know, as I've said in the past, Europe didn't, it didn't feature in many people's lives as the important thing. It was way down the list of things they needed to sort. And yet we found ourselves in a situation where we had a referendum and then what's followed and the way it's divided people and the way it's segregated people along leave and remain lines and the way it's, it's, it's agitated people like myself it means that I don't have to look far now to get agitated in politics. And, um, and, and maybe that means that I'm not open enough to the kind of, you know, maybe I've not, I've been too negative about the virus, and I, I, which sounds like a daft thing to say because 125,000 people, 130,000 people have unfortunately have died. But the point being is I kind of, you know, I fill my timeline with one side of the debate to a certain extent, like a lot of people do. And it was only when I read this article that I thought, well, maybe actually, maybe we are moving through this and maybe I can start to let this one go a little bit. Um, and it was it was just when I was reading that that I just sort of reflected a bit and started to go because I, I listened to something the other day and it was it was people with a different view to mine, um, you know, probably on the on the right side of the political divide, but who think they're right, who think they're the good guys, and that the people who've got views like mine are the bad guys. We're the guys holding Britain back. We're the guys not positive about everything. We're, we're, the, we're the guys that, that ultimately have got, um, you know, are um, apologists for whatever or whatever it might be. And I, I, you know, I don't feel that way, but I, I, I was reading this article at a point where I didn't, I almost didn't want to feel like the pandemic was coming to an end. I almost wanted to have something to pin to this particular government to blame them for. And actually, in, in reality, I, I, I don't need the pandemic for that. I can blame them for lots of other things without that. So it was just one of those kind of... It was it was a point that made me think that maybe I need to perhaps widen my scope a little and, and listen to other things and maybe be a bit more positive about stuff even you know accepting the fact that i can still get wound up about about boris and this shower tuesday it's a bit of a shout out to yorkshire tea and i don't really need to shout out to yorkshire tea because yorkshire tea is the tea uh i mean i'm not convinced there are many other alternatives but um, the reason why it's a bit of a shout out to Yorkshire Tea is I happened to go to their website. Um, I'm not quite sure how I found myself going to their website. I don't know what it was that, that made me think about going to Yorkshire Tea's website, but I went to Yorkshire Tea's website. And the first thing, obviously, is that their tagline, let's have a proper brew, is just sheer genius. Um, so before you even start, you know you're into a good thing. And then the main screen is made up of that. They did a video with Sean Bean doing a very inspirational speech where he he goes full on Yorkshire and he's, and he's, he's wielding a sword and, and what have you. And it, it, is, it is genius, absolute genius. Um, but I think the bit that 
that got me on Yorkshire Tea was um, the fact that they support cricket. And they, 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 you, you go onto their cricket page, which tells you what they do uh, in terms of supporting cricket. And it's, it starts with a very simple line. Um, the only sport that stops for tea, which of course is true. You know, I mean, I mean, tea is built into cricket. I mean, they stop the game for cricket. It's just one of those things. It's one of the, it's one of the bits that makes cricket so magnificent. Is 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 the fact that that has continued and and you know, and we still do that to this to this day. Um, and it there's a there's a you know a beautiful page on their website which which takes you through that you know how how long they've been involved with cricket for. Um and um you know, the fact that it's been part of their their their, their um, artwork for their boxers and the bits they've done and the support they've given um to cricket over the years and it's I don't know it was just one of those little things that I stumbled on and was a real kind of life um life affirming moment really um that that something um that you know i i mean it it's it's my go to brew it's i mean we we don't we don't buy anything else it is it is just it is just Yorkshire tea and the i mean as a brand i've always loved them on social media because they don't take themselves too seriously um you know which i which i think is great and if you've ever if you've ever followed them on social media or been involved their, their social media is actually really nice it works in a way that greg's social media works and people like jaffa cake's social media works and all that kind of stuff they're, they're, they're very playful with a brand which is which is brilliant but also just that whole cricket thing i don't know it just it was just one of those smile moments i'll put a link to the website in it might not work for you and if you're you know it, it is it is a particular thing I get it. It's a particular thing, and I get it that cricket's a particular thing as well. But it just—it—it it was just one of those maybe smile moments. Didn't it? Don't even know. I don't even know why I got there, but really, really so pleased that I did. Wednesday. A couple of weeks ago, um, Jason and I might have been more actually. Jason and I spoke to a guitarist called Chris Buck, and Chris is a. Uh, guitarist is is a, a Welsh guitarist, and uh, he writes and records, um, and also has a very very popular YouTube channel, uh, and has however many thousands of people follow him on on YouTube, and he got into the um, he got into the 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 habit the zone of uh, producing a YouTube video almost a bit a bit like a diary um, sort of thing, but he produced a he, he got into the you know the cycle of producing a video a week and that became his thing and um we were talking about this amongst other things and he's a really personable chap really really good company uh wicked sense of humor really nice guy and um and he he said that some weeks he's really really struggles because you set up to do that weekly cycle he said some weeks I just didn't have a clue what I was going to talk about and, and some of the weeks I just thought it was waffle um, yeah, bizarrely, those weeks often got really good response. But, you know, he went through definite dry periods of really not being able to work out what he wanted, what he wanted to say. And that really chimed because um, this is this is getting on 18 months old now, TFM. And some weeks, like last week, I could have gone on for an hour last week. I was so annoyed. I was so wound up. I'd got so many different Brexit 
pandemic government things floating around my head and i was i was getting literally i was getting wound up every direction i turned i found something that was winding me up and i could have i could have gone on uh, last week for you know a lot longer than i than i did and to be fair last week was one of the longest episodes i've produced um and yet th- this week you know up to the point of recording um and i've recorded all of this week's episode in one one hit uh, it's currently 5 to 7 on friday night up till an hour ago, probably, I didn't really have a clue what was going to be in this week's episode. And it's not that nothing's happened. It's just that I guess it's been a week of just of, of just life. Um, and, um, you know, that I haven't been... Maybe it's good, maybe it's better for my blood pressure that I've been on a more even keel all week. But I haven't been at that point where there's been three or four things pounding away at the back of my brain, getting me, you know, getting me annoyed or wound up. Um, and it was... I, I thought it was just something because um, I've had weeks during this where I've, I've felt that way, and I've thought, well, this thing's not going to go the distance because I've, ru- I've run out of things to say. Famously, um, Billy Joel's last um, uh, the last song Billy Joel recorded on the River of Dream album, River of Dreams album, which was the last album he put out, was called Famous Last Words, and it basically said, "I've run out of things to say. I've said everything I wanted to say, so I'm going to stop now." And and that's that's something that's always there at the back of your head because you think, well, what if I actually do run out of things to say? And then, of course, you might have a week or two like that, and then you have a week like last week where you're like, well, I could have gone on for I could have gone on for days. Um, so it was, and Chris's experience when he talked it through was exactly the same. He said it's just something you go in cycles, and some weeks it's just there's just nothing there, and then the next week you could have four or five things, and I've had the same thing. I've had six or eight things scrolled down on a piece of paper for this some weeks, and other weeks nothing, nothing at all. So, um, thanks, Chris, for saying that because that's really helpful, you know, to me. Um, but also, a lot of people have said to me that bits of TFM really resonate with them. Certain things, you know, uh, uh, certain things I'll say will chime with the, the way they're thinking, uh, and that's that's comforting. Um, so I've had that in reverse with with the comments Chris Chris made. I'll put a link to the podcast on it. He's a really entertaining fellow, and if if you've never listened to the Nine Forty Two podcast that I do with Jason, um, they are they are they are not guitarist led. They're they're just conversations, and he was. He was he was very very uh, interesting and very funny and very very worth listening to. Thursday. You've just got to love the British public. Um, in the last days and weeks, they've donated a quarter of a million quid to the RNLI, and they've done that because um, people like Nigel Farage just want to politicise the RNLI at the moment, and by that meaning they somehow think that the RNLI pulling drowning people out of the sea who might be trying to cross to get into the UK um, is is a bad thing, um, that, that they're facilitating an increase in immigrants um, to a point where the guy who runs the RNLI has had to come out and make statements. And we I don't know how we found ourselves in a situation where that should be the case, where that institution which is one of the ones as a country we should be most proud of um you know and it, and it and it sits into that that sort of the the best of britain category as, as as you know as far as i'm concerned why he should having to be come out and be saying look they're rescuing drowning people they're rescuing people in absolute need and it doesn't matter where they've come from it doesn't matter what their backstory is they're in need 
It's just as simple as that. So the fact that that's being politicised by, you know, an, an idiot like that and the people that are amplifying his kind of comments and the other people who are making similar comments, um, it, the, the, the response, um, as always, the practical response by the British public, which is to show your appreciation for something that's that's being done in, the, in, in a way and often the only way that you can, um, is really, really heartwarming. So all power to everybody who's who's done that and, and you know, and, and taken a moment to just support and to thank and to show their appreciation for that for that organisation. Friday. OK, so let's end the week on an absolute high, on, a, on, a, on an, an epic little point in time where something rolls over and becomes something very special. Um... Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley has now gone over 1 billion, 1 billion views on YouTube. And that's got to be something that raises a smile. Now, I couldn't stand that song when it came out, and I couldn't stand Rick Astley when, when it all came out. He was, he was too perfect, too well put together. It was too kind of, you know, white boy soul for me. Uh, it wasn't my kind of thing at all. I was going through an absolute, you know, rock phase, and it was the the antithesis, and there's a word I struggle with, of uh, of of my kind of thing. But I've I've ended up really warming to to Rick as time has gone on. Uh, I'm not saying I really warm necessarily warm to that song, though. Having watched the video again today, there's a great bit of double denim. He's absolutely rocking the 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 light blue. Uh, denim look uh, with 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 shirt tucked into slightly baggy denim jeans, which I think is I think is to be applauded. In fact, his entire wardrobe in that video is to be applauded. It's very much a, it's very much a point in time. Though, so having again having watched it again, that video must have been put together for no money whatsoever, uh, and yet has has been watched by well, it's been watched on YouTube by over a billion. How many people have watched it in all time? I you know I wouldn't even begin to like to like to uh, to say now where i have become a, a rick convert is that i love the song cry for help um which i think is absolutely um absolutely fantastic uh, really 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 uh, really brilliant song but not necessarily going with um never going to give you up but yeah i'll go with, i'll i'll go with that but how can that not raise a smile and and i think the other reason why it needs to raise a smile is because you end up then on a on a rabbit hole of most viewed music videos on YouTube, and that takes you to the point. And then you find out that the the most viewed at nine point something billion uh, is the Baby Shark dance, and 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 at which point you you start to fear for humanity. In fact, as you read that list, you fear for humanity a little bit when you look at some of the stuff that's in that particular list. I mean. I mean, Axel F's on there, but it's not Axel F. It's the Crazy Frog version, which kind of blew my mind, if I'm, be- if I'm being honest. So if you do look at the list, and you do find the list, I'll try and think I'll put a, a link to it. Don't be too disheartened, because every time you look at that list and you go, oh dear, you know, is, is, this, is this the state of us as a planet? You have to remember that, 
a billion people have watched Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. And I keep coming back to it. That's got to make you smile. That's just got to make you smile. Um, I hope you've had a good week. Uh, I hope you're not struggling too much with the weather, which is fairly uh, fairly torrential. Um, And uh, I I wish you all a a fantastic weekend. Uh, I look forward to talking to you uh, all uh, next week. And stay safe. If you've enjoyed Therapy For Me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.